to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, take your Bible this morning, go to Colossians chapter 1. I had somebody come up to me this week and say, I don't know how you do it, Pastor, because Christianity is hard. It is hard. And I said, you know what? Christianity is hard. Kingdom's easy. Christianity's hard. Because Christianity basically focuses you on things that you need to do, things that have to be done, and focuses on you and how you're doing. And as long as you focus on you, you're going to be sad. That's not what we're here for, to focus on ourselves. We're here basically to focus on God's kingdom and what he wants us to do in his purpose. And when we do that, we'll forget about the things that we're doing and have to do. There's something about putting pressure on yourself to be something you're not. And you grow into this stuff. You just don't become this. You grow into it because it's already been provided for you. There was a change in your life the day you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're not the person who you used to be, praise God. All right, Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 15. Talking about Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Say firstborn. firstborn. Notice here it calls Jesus the firstborn of every creature. Now, we know from the word firstborn, if there's a firstborn, there has to be a secondborn and there has to be a thirdborn. I mean, nobody walks up to you and say, hey, this is my son Joshua. Uh, he's the firstborn. And they'll say, how many kids do you have? And you say, one. I mean, that would be pretty stupid, wouldn't it? So notice here he's talking about the firstborn into the spirit. There is a firstborn. That means there's more than a firstborn. There's otherborn. How many of you some of the otherborn? When you got born again in the spirit and you became born of the kingdom of God, you became part of a citizen of a real country. It's a real country. It's just invisible. It's called heaven. It's just as real as any other country that's out there. You just can't see it, and it's a spiritual thing. You cannot earn your way into this kingdom. You cannot earn your way into citizenship. Many times we've been taught, now if, if you deal with membership, how many you know a membership, you can pay a dues or you can do something, you become a member. It's not that way in the kingdom. You cannot do anything to become in the kingdom of God. You have to be born into the kingdom of God. And a lot of people out there are still trying to work their way in. You see a lot of uh, Hollywood people patting themselves on the back because they sent a million dollars to Haiti or a million dollars here. What do they think they're doing? They think they're earning their relationship with God. And you, I don't care how much money you give away, it's not going to make you born again in the kingdom of God. The only way you can do it is by rebirth or by being born again of your spirit. So it doesn't matter what you do. You can't obtain it by good works. You can't be the most wonderful person in the world. You just get it simply by being born again. And when you are, you're born as a citizen. How many of you were born in the United States? All right, what did you do? You just got born again. How many know you didn't have to struggle to the age of five to become a citizen? You were a citizen as soon as you got born again. Now, let me ask you this. What have you done to strive to be a citizen of America? Nothing. You were born as a citizen, so what am I going to do? I'm going to live like a citizen. We get born of the kingdom, then we want to live like a Christian. And we want to struggle and try to figure it out and try to do this and try to do that and try to change this and try to... Man, you're just going to wear yourself out and you're never going to be happy looking at yourself. Basically, you're seeking God and the image of God. And we found out last week, we seek the things that are above. 
And what's above? Well, above basically is my new birth where I was made a new creation. I was given peace. I was given joy. I was given healing. I was given power. All these things were given to me the day that I got born into the kingdom of God. So these are the things I want to look at. I want to look at the power that God gave me. I want to look at the, the love God gave me. I want to look at these things that he gave me so I walk in that character. I'm not going to look at my failings every day. Because notice, when you first get born again, you're going to have a lot of mess-ups. And if you focus on the mess-ups, you're constantly going to be messed up because you think you're messed up. And whatever you think you are, you will become. So the kingdom basically has to do with an identity change. Say identity change. I want to change my identity from who I was to who I am now. In other words, when I got born again, even a baby, how many know every baby born in the world naturally takes on an identity sooner or later? You're going to act like where you grew up, what your parents thought, what, what your friends thought. That, that's how you were shaped, basically. Before that, you didn't really have any kind of character. You were just born. You didn't know right from wrong or anything else. Well, when we get born of the kingdom of God, we have to forget a lot of things a lot of things that we learned when we were a citizen of another country, which was the kingdom of darkness. So we want to change that, basically, by the way that we think. You cannot become a citizen of heaven by association. I don't care if grandma was the best prayer in the church. I don't care if your parent was a pastor. I don't care if, if your mom was a missionary. It doesn't matter. Each and every person has to receive their own rebirth through Jesus Christ and get into the kingdom of God. And the only way we do that, basically, is by responding to an invitation. Hallelujah. An invitation, not a demand, but an invitation. Hey, you want to enter the kingdom of God? You want to become a citizen? Then basically respond to what Jesus did on the cross and what he paid for you. Because that what is born of flesh is, but that which is born of spirit is? Spirit. How many of you are spirit beings? Then how many of you have been born of the flesh? You have to, or you wouldn't have been here, right? So everybody here was born of the flesh, and now you have to be born of the spirit because you are a, and you live in a flesh body. So the most important thing you can do is get born again in the spirit. And when you do that, there is a change in your life. Jesus was the firstborn. You may be the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, but you're in there someplace if you got born again. You are part of the firstborn. All right, go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, look at verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Here it talks once again about being born again. Basically, when you got born again, what it did was free you from the grip of death. Spiritual death, soulish death, physical death. Basically, the wages of sin is death. If you look around the world right now, it is filled with nothing but death. People overdosing, people killing one another, bars on windows, everything that's going on. And when this happened, the Father who loved us immediately put a plan into place, and he called on his firstborn son, Jesus Christ, to go to the cross and accept the substitution for our sentence of death. We got our sentence of death because of what Adam did. We didn't do anything wrong. We were just born into death. We were born into the kingdom of darkness. So we had to send Jesus, basically, who paid the penalty for each and every one of us. It's like sometimes I like to think about where I deserve death because I was born in the natural realm and born as a descendant of Adam, and I went to the electric chair, and they were just about ready to pull the handle to pull me down, and all at once they stopped, and Jesus said, wait, 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 I'll take his place. And I got up, and he sat down, and how many know they pulled the lever? Have you ever thought about this? If Jesus wanted to took our sins, he'd still be alive walking the earth today. Because the wages of sin is, 
And if he didn't have any sin, then he wouldn't have, then he'd still be alive 2,000 years later. And that's what people said. I wish he was alive yet. No, you don't. Because if he's still alive yet, you're still dead. He did it to make mankind so they had an opportunity to get born again and get free of death that's all over in, in this world. So here comes Jesus. What's he going to do? He took our penalty, took our sin, took everything that he needed to do, went to the cross, and on the cross he was crucified. And he killed not only our sin, but he also killed our old man. I see that alcoholic hanging up there all the time, praise God. Dead as a doornail. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There he said, oh, yeah, good for you, brother. You got what you deserve. Yeah, dead. He's dead on the cross. So when thoughts come to me about my old man that aren't my new man, then I'm just going to deny them. The Bible says you can deny ungodliness. So when it comes and said, well, you're an angry man. No, I see the angry man. Right there he is, the side of the alcoholic guy. They're up there holding hands together on the cross being crucified. So that's been crucified. So you cannot drag your past into your future and live like a kingdom citizen. You're going to live like a Christian. Because you're going to try to correct yourself and make yourself better by what you do. And there's nothing you could do to start with to make yourself better. It was all done by Jesus when he went to the cross. Praise God. The problem in the kingdom, everything's free. We have trouble with free things. You know that? Everybody wants something free, but then they want to repay you back for what you gave them for free because they feel like they have to. But no, it's not that way. What Jesus did and what, what the kingdom is, it's free. You're in the kingdom. How many of you struggled to get born to the United States? You just came shooting out, bless God, and there you were. But now notice, you didn't know what rights you had. You didn't know anything about it. You didn't know the laws. You didn't know anything in the Constitution, but you were an American citizen because you were born in America. Well, it's the same way we can become a heavenly citizen. When you get born in there, you have to find out in the Constitution what you do, what you don't do. You have to discover the laws. You even have to find out who you are. See, the biggest thing you can ever do is discover what your real identity is. Not what you think it is, not what grandpa told you it was, not what your wife told you it was, not what your kids told you it was, but what does he say? What does he say? Because he's the one who created you, right? If anybody's going to know who you are, it should be the one who created you. I mean, if you got a GE washer and it breaks down, you don't take it someplace else. You take it to GE. Why? Because they made it and they know how the thing should work. So you take it back to GE. Well, we have problems in our life. We want to go everywhere but the maker. Oh, this person will help me. That person will help me. This counselor will help me. That person. No, I ain't going to help you, praise God. Find out who you are and live like who you are. The Bible says when you find out who you are, you'll live that way. And the problem is you've got a wrong identity. So I could still have an identity with an alcoholic. And right after church today, I go to the nearest bar and I could dump about six drinks, praise God. Why? Because that's who I believe that I am. But I came to the notion where it said that I was a new creation in Christ Jesus. It told me actually that I was anointed. I said, well, that sounds good. It told me I had authority. I said, my God, that really sounds good. It says you're victorious. I said, woohoo! says you're more than a conqueror. Yeah, I like that better than what I was looking at down here. I'll tell you that. So I started seeing myself as more than a conqueror. I started seeing myself as happy. I started seeing myself as fired up. I started seeing myself full of the Spirit of God. I started seeing myself getting revelation out of this book rather than crying about I never get revelation out of this book. So what am I doing? I'm taking on the identity of who I really am. It's like if... Uh, Let's say that you were involved in something, and you were an undercover, and you were a, uh, a, a witness, and afterwards they had to put you in witness protection. So when they put you in witness protection, you can no longer use your same name. You cannot act the way that you used to. You cannot claim anything about at all because you're in witness protection. So somebody comes up and says, Tom, how you doing? And you guys, oh, I ain't Tom. You got me mixed up with somebody else because I'm not Tom because 
because you're in witness protection, see? Well, it's the same way when you come in the kingdom of God. All those things you used to claim, you now have to let go of. The more you claim them, the more you're going to have them. The more trouble you're going to have, the more problems you're going to have. What do you say to yourself when you're sitting there at night and you're just sitting in your rocking chair? You better have one if you're going to really do some good thinking. <laughs> and basically you're sitting there and you're thinking about yourself. Oh, I just failed again today. Every day I do the same thing, I fail. I just don't know what I'm going to do any better. I don't think God likes me anymore because I just, see, and, you, and then you say, Pastor, pray for me, I'm depressed. And I think you ought to be depressed thinking like that because it's your thoughts that take you into that depression to begin with and the thoughts of negative. You can't think of yourself, I'm anointed, I'm blessed, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm depressed. Right? You can't do that, can you? No, you can't think of good things, praise God. And you never complain when good things are happening. You never say, doggone it, I got too much money this month. This is terrible. This is awful. I'm calling somebody and I'm telling, do you know I got too much money this month? I just want you to know, I need prayer. But we'll claim every negative thing, every doubt and out thing. We'll tell the whole world about it, and everybody will agree with us. And when two or three agree, and then pretty soon we're in ourselves a mess. So, so what we want to do, we're making an adjustment, aren't we? The way we think, the way we do things, we're thinking of who he created us to be when we got reborn or when we got born again into another country. And I want to get all my stuff that I need from that country, not from this country. Let me give you an example. We're not going to note very good today, but that's okay. Jesus. Preaches on a hillside to 5,000 for three days. For three days. Try that again. For three days, not 20 minutes. Time to go. Is he done yet? For three days. Lord, help us all. Everybody thinks they're going to renew their mind on 15 minutes a week. Ain't going to happen, brother. And you're going to wonder why you're in a mess because you're still living in the mess. But there it is. So Jesus goes to his disciples and says, hey, these people are hungry. They've been here for three days, haven't eaten. Feed them. And the disciples said, we only have. We only have. Have what? Access to this earth. Jesus says, let me show you how. Looks up to heavenly country. Gives thanks. Gives the king a gift when he comes. Says, spread that stuff out, praise God. And what happened? Bang, 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 bang. What did he do? He hooked up to another country that he had access to. The disciples had no idea they had access to. So they said, we only have. That's why you with your bank account say, I only have. Because you only think you've got access to the earth realm, to your job, to whatever they send you, to whatever you're getting. No, no, you've got access to a lot more. You've got access to the kingdom of heaven. You're a citizen there. You've got rights there. We're not begging our country to do something. I didn't have to beg them to get a driver's license at 16. Oh, United States, please, 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 please. I'm believing. I'm confessing. I've got a license. I've got a license. I've got a license. I've got a license. No. It, it, it's a right and it's a fact that that's your right. Healing is a right to us. Walking to the anointing is a right to us. Peace is a right to us. Now, are you going to get peace in the world? No. But if you want to take your stuff from the earth, you want to take it from this realm, the more, most peace you can have is the most peace that's in the world. And that's a nervous breakdown right there. But no, we've got the peace that passes understanding. We've got the joy unspeakable and full of glory. We've got the, and we have access to it as citizens. The problem is we look as our main source, the earth, rather than our heavenly country. So we can survive. So Jesus just looked up to heaven and said, hey, there's a different access I got. Go ahead and spread this stuff up. I mean, no, that had to freak the disciples out. And then later on, they asked him again. We were on a ship or something, and he asked him again. You know what? They said the same thing. 
You'd think after he showed them. See, sometimes we even get a miracle, what we call a miracle. It's not a miracle to God. It's kingdom operation simply. But a miracle to, look what happened, a miracle. No, somebody just tapped into heaven finally and got what they had coming to them. See? And then we see a miracle or something like that. We get all excited. But, and then we go right back to not believing that God will do anything for us again when we already had a miracle. You see, we're so natural-minded. We've been conditioned for so long. If you move from here and you went to Australia and you lived there for 30 years and came back from Australia, how many know you may talk a little different than you did when you left? How many may think a little different than you did when you left? Why? Because you've been culturized or, con- or, or changed by the country that you went through. Well, we were brought in the kingdom of darkness, some of us for 20 years, some of us for 30, some of us for 40, some of us for 50, and now we're taking that culture into heaven and we're trying to hang on to that culture while living in heaven, and you can't do that. You can't do that as a kingdom citizen. There's some things you're going to have to get over and some things you're going to have to forget that you're past. Your past is past. It's amazing that they named it past. Yet everybody wants to carry it. No, it's past. It's over with. It's done. So notice here we see death. And death has been dealt with. How many know he defeated death? So death for me is gone. Death for you is gone because of what Jesus did on the cross. Now simply you get born again. You just receive what Jesus did and it's given to you freely. All right, go to John chapter 3. You're getting the next seven Sundays in one teaching here. <laughs> All right, John chapter 3, this is where Jesus talked about the new birth. Verse 1, there was a man, a Pharisee's named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now, how many know this guy knew that he was missing something? I think most Christians know they're missing something. I mean, they're born again, they're whatever, but they're not living the born again life, and they know there's got to be something better out here than what we've got. I've been going to church every Sunday for 20 years. I've been going Wednesdays. I've been praying. I mean, nothing seems to get better, but you're still on the earning things from God era rather than what he's given to us freely and taking advantage of it. All right, verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So this is basically how you enter into the kingdom of God. But notice also in verse 3, he says, If you do not get born again, you cannot see. Say see. see. Say it again, see. see. Now the word see there is to look at or to experience. So if you don't get born again, you cannot experience the kingdom of God and you cannot experience the benefits of heaven because you're not a citizen of heaven. But once I get born again, I can start seeing the benefits of heaven. How? By going to the Constitution and finding out what God has promised me in his word that already belonged to me. And then I also want to obey the laws of the kingdom. See, what the kingdom tells you to do, you need to do. You can't break the law and still leave free in any country. You can't come to the United States and, and not get a license and drive anyway and not get insurance and drive in Florida anyway and then get stopped and wonder why you're going to jail. And notice when you go to jail, you don't lose your citizenship. You lose some rights that you had before that now you don't have because you're not a law-abiding citizen. So we want to be a law-abiding citizen. How, how are you going to do that? You're going to find out in the book what to do, how to do it, and then you're just going to do what it says. So Nicodemus here, he, he wanted more than he had. He wanted something else. He wanted something bigger. So he said basically you have to be 
born again. There's a lot of people, I believe, in churches all over, not in churches like this, but other churches, like denominational churches, that have a lot of people in who are not even born again. Well, are you born again? I don't have to be. I go to church every Sunday. I wash the dishes when we have an outing. I work at the festival. I See, but the, and we were all there one time, were we not? To where we thought we were going to earn our way in. Boy, we're going to work hard. We're going to get in there. See me, God? See what I did yesterday? And you want everybody else to see us, so you tell God what you did also. And, and God's going to say, oh, that's it. I can't take it. I just can't take it anymore. They've got to be born again. That's just the, No, it's not that way. It has nothing to do with what you do. It has to do with what he did. And then I want to take advantage of what he did and not try to acquire what he already gave me. We're going after too many things that already belong to us. Your peace is yours. You always say, pray for me for peace. You've got it. Just use it. Use it. Pray for me for joy. You've got it. It's right in there. It's in there somewhere. It may be way down there somewhere, but it's there. So I decide I'm going to walk joyously. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to walk in peace today. I'm going to have the best day of my life again today. I'm going to do these things. I can make that decision. Because I have authority, and I'm a citizen of a kingdom that has everything, all that stuff that I need and to connect with. I don't want to connect with this world. I don't want to get up and turn on the 6 o'clock news. Because then you'll need a counseling session for depression by 7. Because we believe what we hear, don't we? We associate with it. We think, well, that's the way it is. Well, that's it's going to be a terrible day. This has happened. This has happened. This has happened. Hey, I don't care if the whole economy falls apart. I'm a citizen of a, another country. And as far as I know, there's not a whole lot of uh, recession going on up there. Last time there was a recession, it went on back in 2008. Kenny Copeland came on TV and he said, don't join the recession. Does that make sense? Let's not, let's not join it. We don't have to join it. We don't have to talk about it. God will either meet all your needs according to his riches, or the government of the United States will meet all your riches according. Now, which one do you want to depend on? Which one's going to let you go to bed at night without worrying? See? But then we depend on them. We know they can't do it anyway, so we worry about if they're going to do it or not, and we know they're not anyway, so then we get fearful because we're worrying about what we're fearful of and what they can't do, and, and it just goes around in a circle, and all it does is just mess you up, praise God. But we got access to another kingdom. We got a citizenship in heaven, and God wants us to take advantage of it. He, he's, he's, he wants to give us the entire kingdom, but we want to put our priority here in the earthly realm rather than in the heavenly realm. Why? Because we can't see it. But we do believe in heaven when we're going to die. Now it's just like Mars. It's just out there someplace floating around. But when I die, where are you going? Heaven. Do you believe in heaven? Oh, yeah. Well, why not believe in it now? Just a thought. I mean, do you think when you die, heaven's going to appear just for you? It's not there yet? Poof. Oh, thank God. No, no. Heaven's already there. But we weren't taught to think about heaven until we died. Well, how are you going to access anything then? You're already in heaven. You don't have to access anything because you're in it. But we need it now. See, I need heaven finances now. I need heaven peace now. I need God's help now. I need all these things, huh? So I have to come to a place where I understand it, it is a real thing. And I want to experience it in my daily life. I want to experience it on a daily basis. All right, go to Philippians chapter 3.
All right, Philippians chapter 3, look at verse 20. It says, for our conversation, the word actually there is citizenship. For our citizenship is where? In heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we know the Lord Jesus Christ right now is in heaven. So this is talking about heaven. It says that we are right now citizens of the government of heaven, right now. Not when we die and go to heaven, right now we're citizens of heaven. It's hard for us because we live on the earth. The food I get is from the earth. The people I know is from the earth. The government I deal with is from the earth. My grandparents lived on the earth. My parents lived on the earth. I'm on the earth. I've never really seen heaven. So it's hard for me to tear my dependency off the earth and put it on heaven. That's why you have to look at things that are not seen and look at the things that are look at the things that are unseen. Why? Because you can't see spiritual things, but you can definitely see natural things. See? So we've been here for a long time and we're doing this. So but we're citizens here, it says. He's trying to tell these guys, hey, don't panic anymore. Your citizenship is in heaven. It's not from here. See, a miracle is nothing huge for God. It's just getting kingdom rights into the earth realm that belong to that person who needs a miracle or needs a healing. Are you following? And now we've got somebody who, who knows that that's a kingdom right for them, and we're trying to convince that person that it is a right for them, and if we get them to believe that it's a right for them, they'll receive their miracle and they'll receive their healing and they will be fine, you see? But you can't give something to somebody if they won't take it. Say, I'm praying for you, and you're going to be healed from the top of your head. to so Oh, no, no. I've been so bad lately. Nobody's going to heal me. God, God don't even like me. If anything, he's going to kill me. You might as not waste your time until something changes there. See, they're denying everything that belongs to them. What are they? They're tied to the earth realm. They're stuck in the earth realm, and they don't even like the earth realm. They don't like any realm. But we get things from heaven, and, and everything that's up there is available to each and every one of us. Your, your, your healing and your health is already up there. It belongs to you, but you can't let your feelings and emotions override the kingdom of heaven. See, the kingdom of heaven for me for a long time is what you stuck into prayers. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord Jesus, in the kingdom of heaven. Da, 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 da. Kingdom of heaven. It's like saying in Jesus' name. You know, we've made that a tag. We say a prayer, and then if we think if we can throw the rabbit's foot in there. And Jesus, in Jesus' name. Well, Jesus' name just means that you are appropriating something that Jesus provided for you and the same thing that Jesus would do if he's here and that is connect to heaven and bring to heaven and the earth. See, it's not a magic foot. It's not a, a rub the lamp. But, but we've made it that way because we've religitized everything. Nothing's governmental anymore. Nothing's legal. Nothing's anything. Everything's earned. Everything's, I'll manipulate God. I'll do this. I'll do whatever. I'll manipulate people. You don't have to do that stuff. And you'll never be jealous of anybody else or what they have. Because you've got the same access that they've got to. I mean, there's just, God's not going to say, oh, I've only got this much to give them. You just ain't going to get nothing. I mean, he's got plenty up there. It's already there. It's like having, it's like having an ATM. How many ever been to an ATM machine? And there's money in that ATM machine. But how many of you know it just isn't going to come shooting out when you walk by it and start throwing dollar bills in your face? There's a security code that you stick in there and you push a button it'll start spitting money ain't that amazing a machine spits money out at you praise God comes right out of there well it's the same way with heaven and our security card is something called faith simply believing what heaven has for you and wants to get to you and then it comes healing comes shooting out peace comes shooting out joy comes shooting out power comes shooting out praise God it's just a hook up to heaven and that's because we're citizens of heaven so God I think in this day and hour 
He's looking for full citizens. Not part-time citizens, not some people who think they might be citizens who might. But you can have any problem that you want simply by claiming the problems that you got, and you can have them for the rest of your life if you want to. But it's up to you. You've got to change this right here. The Bible never tells you to change your conduct. It says to renew your mind. And when you renew your mind, you'll change your Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your behavior. No, you can't do it. But all of us want to look at our behavior and think that's the problem. No, the problem's here. Because you'll never speak a thought before you think it. So if I don't think it, I won't speak it. Or if I think it, I don't have to speak it. Although sometimes I'd really like to. I'm going to hold that in back, but God, but it'd be a good one right now. I'd be a good singer right now. Ever felt like that? Well, I'm not sure God wouldn't say this. The more I think about it. You talked about tough love. No, see, so what are we doing? We're renewing our mind. And the only way you can renew your mind is to put kingdom things into your mind to get a kingdom mind. You can't do it through stories. You can't do it through westerns. You can't do it through all this stuff out there. I know there's even a lot of books out there that are really nice, and, and they went through some stuff, and they made it through, and that's good and all that's good. But if it's not giving you a kingdom mindset, see, too many of us read a book to where somebody was in, in, in hell, basically, and came all the way out into the spot that they're in now, and now they're... Now, I don't know where there are, someplace in the middle. But when we read that thing, we even identify with the person when he was in hell. See? Well, uh, I was sick all my life, and then all, once I got healed, and now I'm doing great, and I'm doing a lot better, and I hardly ever go to the doctor. And you say, boy, that's me. I'm sick all the time. That's where I'm at right now. I wish God would do something for me. But see, that's putting your identity at another level again. See, we want to identify with the disciples. Don't. Have you ever read about the disciples? Yeah. You want to deny Jesus three times? You want to steal cash from God? I don't. Do you want to get in a boat and when it's gone down, look at the master and the creator of all things who's been teaching you how to get stuff from heaven and say, we're going to die? No, I don't want to be like the disciples. I want to be like him. See, and I'm already made that. I'm in the image and likeness of God right now. But something has to catch up. And it's right up here. That's why the renewing of our mind goes. That's why we put off the old man. And renew us in the spirit of the mind because we were created after God in righteousness and in true holiness. So you're righteous and holy this morning. Some people think you're cussing when you say that. But you're not. It's not your choice. You're created that way. So the more I can see myself righteous and holy, the more I'm going to live that way. Because that's who I really am. And when you get God involved and agree with him, then someone else gets involved by the name of the spirit of God. See, the Holy Ghost gets involved, don't he? And the Holy Ghost is the key because way back in the garden, when they lost citizenship, basically, the Holy Spirit had to leave. So now when you get citizenship back, God wants to get back to you what he lost, which is the spirit of the living God back in. Let me just give you a, a typo. You go to some of the other countries, let's say, like the Bahamas. The Bahamas are over there. They were under British rule for a long time. The first thing the Britons did when they went over there and took over rule, they built a great big house on the side. It was called the Governor's Mansion. And then they took somebody from Britain who knew the laws, who knew the values, who knew everything about it, and they put him in that Governor's Mansion. And that's where he lived. What was his job? To make sure everybody in the Bahamas acted just like everybody in Brit. They talked the same language. They drove on the wrong side of the road. They wore the same clothes. They went to the same schools. They didn't learn anything about their past. Most of them were from Africa, and they didn't learn nothing about Africa. Couldn't even talk African. Why? Because they came in and changed the culture of the thing through the governor and the people he appointed to go through and, and train everybody. Are you following me? Now, once the Bahamas became their own place, the governor had to leave 
because they no longer had allegiance to that country. So when Adam took allegiance away from God to another place, the Holy Ghost had to. But now God says, I'm sending Jesus not only to get you born again, but I'm going to send the heavenly governor back. Come on, into the earth realm. Here comes the heavenly governor, but now he doesn't have a mansion made by bricks. My God, do you get it? You're the governor's mansion. He lives on the inside of you. And what's he doing? He's working to get you to understand the culture, the way talk, the way we act, the way we live, the way we think, the peace, the joy, everything of heaven. He's the governor who wants to build that into us. The only problem is we don't have to be taught by somebody else. We can be taught right here. He's going to lead us and guide us in all what? truth. He's not going to lead us to guide us into this worldly stuff. He's going to lead us to guide the truth. What's the truth? The truth is you are a citizen of heaven and you have access to everything that's up there and it belongs to you. And I'll tell you what, if the governor starts going to work on you and you let him do the adjustments and the change as you do what you're told to do and as you follow it, basically people will know that you're from another country. See, the Pharisees came and they wanted to, they wanted to see some natural results because they were natural brained. They were religious. Well, where's the kingdom of God? Can you say it's over there? Oh, no, it's over there. No, the kingdom's right over there. And he, Jesus said, no, the kingdom of God is within you. It's on the inside of you. So he had to go. I mean, you know, they were just like Nicodemus. You have to be born again. You've got to be kidding me. This guy's nuts. Because they're religious. They're thinking all natural. They're thinking their own do's and don'ts. They're thinking all this stuff. So basically what happens, he comes and he says, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, if I'm going to experience the kingdom of God, I'm not going to live outside in. I'm going to live inside out. You have to learn to live inside out. You put the seed of the word in, it grows on the inside of you. The kingdom of God is like a man who plants seed in the ground. Goes to bed, gets up. Goes to bed, gets up. Goes to bed first, the blade. Then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. What's he talking about? The kingdom of God. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. So what am I going to do? I'm going to plant some seed every day. I'm not going to panic when I'm not grown into a a spiritual giant by tomorrow. I'm not going to freak out if I made a mistake today. Why? Because I'm slowly growing into a kingdom person. I'm putting in the love of God. I've been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm a love creation. It's so good to be a love creation. Glory, I just love, love everybody. I love them. I, I don't care if you hate me. I love you. You understand? Uh, Mr. President, I love you. I like to choke you, but I love you. Praise God. Uh, and there goes 20 seconds of that teaching. But it's too late. Everybody's going to understand what I was talking about, I'm sure, praise God. But yeah, yeah, see? It's all got to do with that, and it's growing on the inside of us. So people are going to be able to tell, aren't they? Sooner or later, they're going to see you, and they're going to say, hey, especially your friends, what's the matter with you? Are you okay? Are you all right? You start to believe God, even good friends who believe they're good Christians are going to wonder what's the matter with you. What's the matter with you? Are you nuts? Are you crazy? What do you mean? The baby's going to live when he's in the worst place in the hospital. A doctor said he's going, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about a kingdom that I got my information from that told me it was going to happen. I'd rather stay hooked up to that kingdom rather than this kingdom down here. See, that's in every area of your life. It doesn't matter about your finances down here. Are you hooked up here? See, once I hooked up for the church... uh, 10, 15 years ago up here, I've never had a financial issue problem whatsoever. Are there bills that come in that, that, that aren't no good? Yeah, but you'd still pay them, praise God, and that's his job. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. But I want to hook up up there. I don't want to hook down here. I don't want to find ways to connive to get more money. 
I'll sell coffee cups. Yeah. We'll get rich. We'll put my picture on. My best flowered shirt. We'll even add a little hair up here. And boy, we're going to make some money then. But see, you see churches out there. What are they doing? They're trying to raise money. They're trying to coax the people to do it. You're not my supplier. He's my supplier. Tithe, if you want to tithe, fine. If you don't, it doesn't, you understand? It doesn't knock me down or bring me up. It's entirely up to you. And people see that as a, a bold command and a bold demand, and they get mad when you bring up tithing. Hey, I don't care if you tithe or not. I'm just telling you the kingdom way to hook into it is to tithe. If you don't want to tithe, then when you run out of money and you go broke, don't come to me and ask me for advice. Because I've already advised you. You see? And then people don't understand, I don't know what's going on. I just don't understand why. Yeah. And I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it to make you feel, feel guilty. You shouldn't feel guilty if you don't want to tithe. Don't tithe. It don't matter. I mean, son, don't walk out in front of this truck. And he walks out in front of the truck anyway. I mean, you know what's going to happen? Don't make me mad. I'm not the one that pushed him out in front of the truck. But then everybody wants to go back and blame God. God's telling you the best way to live. He's not trying to steal your money. He's not trying to do anything. He is trying to show you this is the best way you operate. Just if you got a wash machine and you got that little thing on top that told you exactly how to run that wash machine and would tell you to read this first before you try to do the wash machine, which nobody does. Right? How many of you have ever read anything from page to page, from the top to the bottom? Maybe Mary. Anybody else? Ben has? You have? I mean, I've never even opened the first page of the thing. Into the corner it goes with the other stack of the other ones. If anybody needs one, they're brand new. No, you know what you do. You put laundry in the thing. You throw some soap in. You push a button and the stupid thing washes, for God's sakes. Yeah, but that's the way we do in the kingdom of God, too. I'm born again. I don't have to read what God says. I don't have to do what God says. I've got this all figured out. I know how to do everything, praise God. Just watch me go. And then we end up in a mess, don't we? And we end up a mess. Then we need help. And somebody tells us what to do. Then we do what we want anyway and end up in a bigger mess than we want. And most of us don't like the advice we get. Believe me, I know. I've given a lot of advice, but very few of it's been taken. And the only thing I give is not my advice anyway. Well, you think that. No, I don't think that. I read that. Amen. And if it works for me, it'll work for you. If tithing works for me, I am guarantee you it'll work for you, praise God. It just works. How does it work? No idea. How do you feed 5,000 with a couple loaves and fish? Explain it to me. You don't even know how your channel changer works. <laughs> but it worketh, don't it? You push on, it comes on. You, you channels, baby, they just move every time you touch the button. How does that work? I don't care as long as it works. So I don't care how all this stuff happens in the kingdom. I just care that it worketh. I'm just going to push the button and, and, and depend it working, praise God. It's the same way. Well, i got to know how. No, you don't have to know how. There's a lot of things. You don't know how your car starts when you turn it on. You don't know any of this stuff. But basically, you just do what needs to be done. And when you do that, it happens. And then there starts to be a change in us. And pretty soon, our family and our friends start to see something different. Well, once you don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't get upset all the time like you used to get upset. You don't get angry all the time like you. You handle things differently than you used to handle things. What's happened? There's a change. I'm a member of a, or not a member, but a citizen of a different country. And that country is starting to get on the inside of me. And I'm starting to learn its language. I'm starting to learn. And the more you learn about the kingdom of God, the better your life here on earth becomes. Because everything in heaven supersedes what's going on here in the earth realm. Because this is a natural, and that is the supernatural. 
There's a reason it's called supernatural, natural. Natural, supernatural. See it? Natural, supernatural. Yeah. It's above the natural realm. So basically, we're hooking up with supernatural. It's not spooky. It's not, oh, there's two angels. There's six angels. No, it's just hooking up to the, the spirit world, basically, through legalities in the Bible and God getting involved in the things that we do. And sometimes you, you, you might get a touch from God, and other times you won't, but you get the same result both times. See, religion wants you to feel something. Oh, oh, yeah, God's everywhere. I feel him. And, well, God's everywhere before he felt him. He's in me now. Yes, he is. He was in you before. And I'm not knocking feelings. I'll tell you what, the Holy Ghost explodes on the inside of you. You're going to have some feelings. Do you understand? You're going to have some elephant bumps before it's over with. But that's not the proof of. That doesn't, the confirmation of whether he's in you or not, the word of God is the confirmation whether he's in you or not. And the Bible says he's in you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So people said, I wish Jesus would have never went back to heaven. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do, because you need the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. If Jesus was here by himself, how I many know we'd all be at his church this morning, along with the rest of the world? It'd be hard to come late there and get a good seat. See, I just slid that in there like that. That's pastor slide in there. Did you get that, everybody? Thank you. That was an unintentional slide in. Did you see that? <laughs> hey, you got kids. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so we're changing every single day. But we're hooking up with, a, with another country, a real country. It's there right now, not just when you die and go to heaven. You have loved ones who are there, praise God. You have other people who are there right now. But we're hooking up to that. We're going to look for our dependency there. And so that does something to your hope when you're looking at God's kingdom rather than the earth. There is not a whole lot of hope down here right now in anything in your life. But we're changing every single day because we've been born again and we're understanding how to operate and how to think as kingdom citizens. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. We'll get to your notes next week, Lord, or the week after or whenever. I thank you for revealing to us how real you are, how real your kingdom is, how real kingdom benefits belong to each and every one of us. Father, we don't want to be tied to this kingdom of darkness or this earth realm. We thank you for opening our eyes through the faith in the word of God to understand all the things that belong to us. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given to each and every one of us. We just want to continue to fulfill what you put us here on the earth for and give you the praise and glory for everything we get done by your power, by your authority, by your spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen, 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 amen. To hear more dynamic words, go to mytcbc.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. So remember to seek first the kingdom.